0: Hello and welcome to Potluck Personas with me, Katie Eden todd In this series, we explore the unique persona archetype life maps of guests from all over the world. We discover the six personas in their life map and hear how their maps have helped them answer, who am I and what am I here for? They'll reveal their struggles, contradictions, dreams, and vision for their lives. Let's meet today's guest, Welcome, Ali, a primary dog. Hi, darling.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for today and also really nervous because I'm a primary dog.
0: Well, dogs don't really like the limelight, let's face it. They don't like to be centre stage at any stage. I'm very grateful for you for turning up today. And there's so many primary dogs out there. They'll be listening too. And it'll just sort of affirm, I think, Ali, how they are too.
1: Because this is brave for us dogs, not so much for other personas, but for us,
0: our definition of bravery. It is. It is indeed. So tell us a little bit about yourself to start with. And can you tell us where you're from?
1: So I, if you haven't picked up from the accent, I'm Irish from Ireland and I moved to Australia, I think seven or eight years ago now. And I am a nurse by background. I work in education now and I have two small children, single mom. um, Yeah. And that's me.
0: That's you. Fantastic. Uh, And you've got a great sense of humour because you have Parrot. Yes. My saving grace. (laughs) Your saving grace. So. Tell me, Ali, did you prepare it all for today's little interview?
1: Well, you can't see my little notes here, but I did. Like, I really did. Because I'm nervous as a dog, and because I've got two owl and five beaver, I just have to have something prepared. So, yes, I did. I was thinking about it. And I wish you'd given more information, actually. It was a bit vague, Katie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm being criticized. Uh, <laughs> see, I like to wing it, darling. And then we just get to stuff that we wouldn't do if we were planning it. So great that your owl too has planned it. I understand that and has that little backstop. Just tell us your map, would you, Ali?
1: So I am dog, owl, parrot, nightingale, beaver, sparrow.
0: Okay. So let's start with number one, which is what our primary one, oh. it's what we're really all about. And it's flavours every other persona that goes underneath here tell us about what it's like to be a, a primary dog what are the strengths and and what have been some of the struggles to have a primary dog
1: well I think it's I haven't watched this movie so I have no idea what it's about but did you see on Netflix it's called the power of the dog so mm. whether it's about dogs or anything but there's this new movie and I think it is our time to shine um because I do think dogs are fabulous but yes I knew I was a dog Immediately when I heard your work, because I am like used to be, not now, um, the subservient type of person. And then when you said one time that you weren't interested in food, I was thinking, what's she talking about? She's no interest in food. She doesn't think about it or plan about it. And I think about it all day
0: long. Don't talk to me about food. I'm instantly irritated. Should <laughs> we talk about something meaningful? See, this is dog versus raven, isn't it, Ali? When you one, <laughs> it's like. I do not care about the recipes or whether you made a great meal or you found this works or, oh my God, silence.
1: And I'm like thinking snack is like, you know, planning out for the whole day ahead. But no, you're not like that. So when I did hear about the dog and I thought, oh yeah, that's so true. That is me. I don't speak up when I should. I'm too silent. I put up with things. I'm in denial a lot of what, what reality is. And the biggest things I've learned, I think, in your work is how to show up for myself and take space even like entering a room and just like, you know, being who like my full self and not like cowering down like a dog. Um, What else do I think? Uh, and then I think I was trying to think of my purpose and because of the dog thing, I leave my own life now. I'm not going to be led by someone else.
0: Here we are. Yeah. There we are. When you have dog one, you can often be seeking to be guided by a stronger personality, can't you? Yeah. a stronger person. Yeah. And. It, it's just so natural and innate. We're born with our personas. And so it's innate for you to take a, a servant role, a subservient role, a following role, a pleasing role oh, for stuff. people. And to say what you want and be self-directed and be a guide dog to others with your incredible warmth and kindness, Ali. Is that where, do you feel that that started to happen now since you've been doing the work, that you've, oh, your dog sure. is now moving into what it really is, gifted at doing
1: oh yeah and i think every day it's the practice of what do i think what do i want consider yourself every single time because we're so good at considering other people and we just never think about ourselves it's awful yeah Yeah. so definitely um and i did think when you were saying stuff like when we're stressed that we just clean more serve more please more everybody else but ourselves mind yeah i thought that was really good because that's all
0: How does your dog deal with conflict or how has it dealt with conflict when others are displeased?
1: I'm a bit unfortunate in the sense my top four are sort of conflict avoidant. So I'm really, really not good at it. So first I'll probably deny it. And then if I have to have an opinion on it, I'll kind of force an opinion. If I feel that people are kind of getting aggressive or shouting, then I'm just like, no, that's it. I'm done. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to share anything. Like I don't want to go there.
0: It's like a shutting down.
1: Yeah, completely yeah it's really bad yeah
0: and uh, well it just it just see these are innate patterns that we have with our personas so you go from dog doesn't like conflict at all and then out disappears like yeah. under the radar so it's a double whammy there isn't it that's what yeah. we look at on our maps Ali. we can see that i do this and then i do number uh-huh. two and then i'll do number three and you might crack a joke if you're comfortable with people, to see if you can diffuse it, I bet, a couple of times with your parents.
1: Sometimes, or with the parents, I might be try to do something that would please them because I want to be liked. Yeah. Yeah, I might try and do something to try and balance up what, whatever has happened. So yes. I've gotten a lot better at it. Like, I'll just state it, say I'm not getting into an argument, but I don't agree with your point. We can come back to it later. But oh. I'm not just going to sit and nod and be like, yeah, sure, when I completely disagree.
0: Oh, wow. That's, so that's a change for you then, Ali. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Great. So number one is very, very big. Would you say that it had a bit of a suffocating or crippling effect on you, the dog over the top of the true soul of Ali, unconsciously, before you knew what your persona archetypes were? Was it a smaller version of yourself, maybe
1: you said that initially, I didn't really know what you meant. But I think dogs spend so much time in resentment because they create this world they're not happy with by just complying and pleasing and not considering themselves that you just end up in this world of pain and you don't even realize that you're there. Yes. Yeah. They don't know how they feel. No, no idea. I still hate the question, how are you? Like, I, it absolutely really bothers me because I never know the answer. And I remember when I said to you one time, do you know what's great for dogs, Kylie or Katie, that um, emotions wheel? And you were like, what? And I was like, no, but really, like you, you need to get an emotions wheel as a dog and, and find all the emotions that are out there and try and identify with some of them.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because this is the Unite... We go, we look at history in our courses with the personas, and if you've been in a servant or in servitude or slave for in history, then what you thought or wanted was totally irrelevant. So you're very attuned. Dogs are naturally attuned to picking up and anticipating what someone else might want, so that you can keep the peace. And but for themselves, well, you were supposed to be invisible. I think dogs can play. Out being invisible can't they
1: really well I know when I walk into a room that there's tension someone's not happy with something there's just something off and I think dogs kind of internalize that as we didn't do something or we didn't clean something or serve something or whatever it may be Yeah. yeah we spend an awful lot of time
0: in that space so there's a little bit of dog anxiety and fretting that happens underneath because you
1: can feel it energetically
0: yes in a
1: space so you, you know something's wrong and um, but, but if we just thought about ourselves more you'd realize that half of that crap is someone else's not your own yeah. but you just carry it yeah. yes
0: totally yeah all righty I think lots of people will relate to this primary dog because it's a very common persona uh, in somewhere in people's maps what is it that you love about your dog
1: I just love that we're really kind and considerate and thoughtful and we don't have to work on that so much. I I think we need to work on doing it for ourselves, uh, but not for others. And when we did the group work, it was interesting to hear how other people struggled to consider others when they were doing things. And I love that we can see different sides of a story, that we're naturally caring. I, I just love all those things about dogs and the fact that we love food. I'm here for that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> on that very profound note let's move on to I love that about dogs too they're really interesting uh, now let's have a look at you've got owl too which is how you drive your life and your ambition and how you go out in the world and all the rest of it how do you see owl in your life
1: so I think it's actually really telling that at the moment there is an airplane circling my apartment building and it's driving my owl insane <laughs> <laughs> but anyway moving
0: on to other things do, so like, have- do you like peace and quiet
1: Perhaps. you know what i actually wish was banned in australia was the, the leaf blowers Do you know those things that people have an obsession with here apparently it's part of the home yes i it just it's like the sounds irritate me I, they, <laughs> too. but anyway move to god so yes i have owlin too and i think it's given me an awful lot of confidence in because i should have said in number one that i used to have jobs that always had a uniform which i think is interesting if you're a primary dog that you know you always wear a uniform and all that kind of thing and now that I've really embraced my owl and the fact that I do love higher education, it's given me the confidence to think I can do it. Like, I'm, I'm good at that. That's a strength of mine. And I can think um, strategically visionary type thinking, which I love. Uh, and now I have an owl job that doesn't wear a uniform. And for me, I am <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that for a primary dog. Isn't that interesting? That, that, yeah. that's such a big shift to be able to really step into dogs, minimize their abilities and think they're not good enough. Yeah, um, so, did doing this work and knowing you had an hour, do you think that gave you some more confidence about the sort of roles that you would have the courage to do?
1: Oh, I never would have believed in myself enough beforehand because it's almost like you pick industries as well, which are sort of, you know, maybe female dominated or not recognized for their skill set as it is. And then I did always feel a bit unusual in the sense I wanted something more. And ambition in women, again, isn't terribly encouraged, no. but I am ambitious. Yeah, and because I th- I was thinking, God, I do think of it differently, and I am ambitious, and I wanted something different for myself, um, and I also knew, despite being a primary dog, I couldn't be a stay-at-home mom. Yes, like I just couldn't, could not do that. Yeah. And I know I'm a better mom if I've got a busy, like, active, challenged mind at work, and then I can be a better mom. So it's definitely pushed me way out of my comfort zone in this world, and I love it. Like I really do love it.
0: Oh, sensational! I'm so glad to hear that you have honoured your owl. And they yeah. like to fly under the radar. So oh,
1: completely. It's like, don't look at me, don't look at yeah. me. Yeah.
0: But there is an ambition and there's a passion for higher learning, isn't there?
1: Mm. And just trying to make like education equitable and transparent and up-to-date. A lot of new technology, trying to bring all that in as well. It's great. But I would never have given it probably as much consideration. I never would have thought I could have done it.
0: Yeah. 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 So, the- so this is how knowing our true selves can make our decision-making far more confident and far more aligned to our soul self. We've been talking about in other episodes, Ali, how we have personality masks. This isn't Mm. personality work, even though it might look like it. We have personality masks because the world we're born into, how we're nurtured and our environment and the times we're in, the, the social times we're in, the country, all of those things, that moulds the person that we are very strongly and what we do as little beings right from a very young age is we shut down some persona archetypes, inflate some others and put others in the car boots and not welcome just to find how do I survive, how do I adapt, how do I fit in, how do I get approved of and so we become our personality but really it's not the true self so as as you've done this work what I'm hearing is the dog could have maybe minimized some of these strengths you have and as we unraveled the personality mask of, and, and your survival strategies to cope as a child that were unconscious oh. suddenly we're going oh my goodness I have owl too that's really high so it's very significant and I have to have that as part of what I go out and do in the world like I just have to
1: it's amazing because when I was younger I always would have been that one to try and achieve more to p- please your parents and that kind of thing yeah. and I also didn't enjoy school because my dog doesn't like rote learning like I'm not great at the memorizing of things so I thought I wasn't actually good at school or wasn't able to do this kind of stuff until this work ah, yeah very so for all the dogs and sparrows out there who think that they're not
0: not good at school it's a different yeah. intelligence and it's, it's actually, a
1: different school
0: yeah it's a different style of learning
1: Yeah, so I don't speak like a lot of academic or primary owls. You kind of know them straight away. So I don't speak like that. I like like the challenge of trying to translate how they speak into how people can understand. Uh, Like, I just love that.
0: Brilliant. Well, let's move on to parrot. I so relate to what you're saying because I don't have owl and my parrot wants to take, you know, pretty big issues, life purpose, meaning of life the human psyche and put it in parrot terms that are really accessible. Is that something you yeah. your parroting communication? This is something we share. And it's funny when you meet someone who's got the same persona in number three in relationships, Ali, there's just an instant bond, isn't there?
1: But you knew it way before I did because I was like, I'm a sparrow. I'm a sparrow in relationships. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's the dog that has some similarities there for the codependency and things like that. But I knew I didn't when you said... Um, do you go around asking everybody their opinion? Because I think I've just had a really sparrow week and people, sparrows have kept coming up saying, Ali, what, what do you think I should do with blah, blah, blah? Yeah. And I don't do that. And I also don't share deeply personal stuff about myself if I haven't processed it. Yeah. And I exactly. think that's how you know that you don't have par- sparrow and tree. They would be the two biggest things. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not like that. No. Yeah.
0: So we will have hard stuff going on and where parrots yeah. stick to is when we talk about it, we'll we'll have a bit of a joke with it. We'll put a bit of a, a funny touch to it. But if it's still painful and raw, and I haven't processed, you haven't, we're not speaking about it until no. we get to that point. Whereas the sparrows would just tell you about it without holding back and tell lots of people early. Yeah,
1: so yeah. I definitely don't do that.
0: So um, and I, your parrot three, like what do you like about it? And has it? I
1: love you? I love the biggest change for me has been like that the, what recognizing first that I have it because I was quite depressed about the fact that I was doubly codependent with the dog and the sparrow I was thinking oh Jesus Christ but am I allowed to swear too late um and so so then I thought oh that's great that I have it because it's made me feel like you actually are a lot more independent than what you think you are which is great Um, and I do want that deep soul connection because if someone said what do you want in a partner like number one team player please just a team player would be amazing um and then I was thinking as well, now that I can wear clothes, so going back to the dog owl story, it links into three because I realized I love three quarter length hippie pants. <laughs> They're just like
0: See? so this is you, this is you allowed, but this is you being allowed to be seen rather than being yeah. in a uniform and yeah. you being allowed to use color style. That is this is Ali. Yeah. So I there's love it. confidence to be you now in the world. So we're yeah. moving from child dog invisibility to adult dog this is me
1: yeah it's amazing and I love that I have like a colorful life like I've lived you know obviously in different countries I had a partner who was from somewhere else I've got two kids here you know like I've had 10 different jobs I've had I love the parts of really colorful lives and they've just done loads of different things and I just I love it Um, and that we can connect with people so easily yeah just give us a minute and it's like oh yeah okay gosh right we're on
0: and and do we commit um compete to be the funniest person in the room
1: well, yeah, but see, the thing with my bloody doubting dog was that I didn't think I was that funny. Oh, you are. <laughs> see, so this oh, is what happened. Ellie, I used to look at the hilarious. parrots around me thinking, "God, they're hilarious. I wish I was that funny. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> so Ali has said some things that I have always looked forward to our weekly classes in the groups that Ali was in because she'll always say something that I, my parrot genuinely finds funny. And I'm a bit of a snob with humour as I think raven parrots can be. We've been I am too, though, about... to be fair. Oh, there we go. There we go. I,
1: I hate think. the sparrow memes and, you know, all those kind of things. I'm like, no, don't, please.
0: Not, like, we need no. to let them know that there's no humour in that at all. See, no, no, no. For sparrows, it is hilarious. Go for your lives. But some of us just don't find that funny. And this is about the languages we speak, isn't it, Ali? But let's move on. Let's move on. We don't relate to the languages we don't speak. And and your top three personas are much more dominant than your second three. Let's go to your number four, which um, is Nightingale. Yes. So
1: I didn't think I had that either. I think because throughout my childhood I'd seen some child Nightingale, you know, where people are stuck in illness, they're stuck in the martyrdom. That type of thing, I would have seen that a lot, and it used to really um, annoy me. I didn't really respect it, which you know, didn't understand it, I guess. So,
0: I understand. I,
1: it. Yeah, I look back on it differently now, um, but then I, I realized where I had it. And I think one of the things, you know, if you've got Nightingale, maybe not up the top, but like you know, four or five or six, there was a tweet earlier today, and this man wrote that his wife had passed away eight months ago, and he um, went up the stairs. He said, finally, he felt at a place that he could sort out her clothes. So he went up to sort out her clothes. And as he was kind of doing something with the clothes, the dog ran up the stairs after smelling her thinking she was there. And I thought, oh, my God, this is just heartbreaking. Yeah. So I think, you know, you're nightingale. You can feel that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, you've got the tears there now. You feel yeah. nightingales feel so deeply. And yeah. I went to the vulnerability so deeply. But as I said in some other podcasts, it's they're like an angel. And people feel very safe to share they're yeah. deepest shame stories with nightingales, don't they? Alex?
1: Oh, they tell you all sorts of things, which yeah. is great because we shouldn't have shame about them, but it's no. good to share them. It is good to share them. It explains to me why, like, I can't work with children now. I couldn't, if I'm watching, like, The Voice and there's some sad story, I'm like, right, I'm crying there. Like, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I think so it's underneath. It's not like I wouldn't be doing this normally of the day, but if no. you knew me well enough, yeah, yeah.
0: you would and see so, that about me. Also, I think Nightingale 4, you have to have a sense of purpose and meaning in your life. And it's got to be about being a humanitarian. It's got to be about doing deeper work with people. Like, really, yeah. it, it can't be admin. It can't be rote stuff. It's like, I really want to feel like I can help touch people's lives. So, in a sense, you can see that with how your personas are combining together, Ali. So, with dog and owl so you've gone and nightingale which nursing is actually quite a strong nightingale profession not to say that all nurses are but many will be somewhere but that dog nightingale I want to touch and heal people drawn to the healing but I yeah. do it in the owl as an educator I'm healing through educating and making sure that the healing happens that way it, and I use my parrot to help connect pretty quickly with humor and to be able to relate to people would you say that that's how your top four sort of come together
1: yeah that's definitely it in a nutshell because i just want to make a difference in people's lives just easier for them more accessible that they have a better quality for their own lives and for their professions as well and ultimately for the patients i yeah. wanted to do um what's that thing where they investigate people who die i can't remember the word oh when i was younger like a forensic pathologist to yeah. understand why people died so you could explain to their families like the process of it and what had happened and that kind of thing because i think i'm like we a lot of nightingales are perfectly fine with bereavement death and dying palliative care that kind of thing
0: totally yeah whereas the sparrows are completely freaked out so no i'm fine there yeah (laughs) yeah so we have this huge contradiction so moving on to your number five ali
1: the beaver yes see I, I didn't think i had it there but then when i was like watching all those tv shows on building houses and i was annoyed about like the fact that i have debt like i was kind of like not going away i was like god this is really irritating me and then i thought no i have to have beaver because it is about being debt free and building your own life or home or whatever it is that you want to do for yourself
0: so yeah. the dream so is long-term financial security and to be able yeah. to be long-term financially secure for your kids so that you're never in a place of jeopardy for your children as well as for you. Like, that's a real dream. Yeah, that's be. what my, my
1: brother said it to me because he's um, he's like, you know, Ali, I can be poor. Like, I can live on the breadline and I'm okay with that. But you're not. Like, you'll never be okay with not having money. Not a lot of money. I don't need a lot of money. I know. But he was like, you can't survive. Like, I I can survive, you yeah. know. I thought, no, no. But I think I don't need money in the sense that I, I don't think it's our job necessarily to provide for our children when we're gone. No. But I would hate the thought of leaving them with debt I had incurred. Like that would just be a fear for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There we go. There we, see, this is all making sense. So, yeah. you could dream and in the light, as part of, so you can motivate yourself to go and do some things that are out of your comfort zone because it could provide better security
1: yeah it is it's a huge it's a driver definitely yeah. that and i feel like as a nursing group we're massively underpaid and deserve more generally yes yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah. So it, it can be a motivator for you to go for this different sort of job and go higher up the, the higher yeah but it do.
1: also helps because the owl can be quite like long-term vision but the beaver then fixes the steps you've missed or you know those kind of puts it all together yeah it helps me yeah it really
0: does help me Gives you a roadmap. You've got Al and Beaver on your masculine side mm. there. So they're very much the process getting the steps done, but there's vision in both yeah. of them. In, in the shadow, when you're in child Beaver, what do you like, Ali? Do you know
1: what I notice straight away is that I stop imagining. And I know if I stop daydreaming or I stop using my imagination, I know I'm not grounded like something is wrong because I'm not like letting the sparrow or the parrot, you know, do its thing. So I'm just working too much, thinking about work, consumed about it, like just trying to think. I need to prove myself above and beyond, like ridiculous things that just do not need to happen.
0: So that, that perfectionist, it becomes like self abuse. The workaholic perfection, yeah. micro control, micro focus on so many details. It's mm. like I, I'm only as worthy as as much work as I've done. That's where the beaver gets stuck, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and because as a child, that would have been encouraged, that kind of achievement. Oh. It's, it's a bit harder to overcome but we have this new phrase at work it's like progress not perfection so just send it like just finish it and send it because you can't keep at it with the minutia of the detail because it really doesn't matter it's crippling. You know? it? it's yeah it's really crippling
0: so the beaver could squash your other gifts in other personas it can be an anti of especially of the sparrow and parrot it's yeah these are these contradictions where we get pulled in different ways and yet the beaver's also a martyr so when your nightingales being a martyr finding a cross to say I'll sacrifice myself here and look at me I'll sacrifice myself also for everyone looking after everyone and the beaver goes yeah let's let's be a martyr and we'll work even harder like we're vulnerable so how does a beaver solve it I think we should add 10 things to our list today yeah
1: let's just or if you don't take it off but the other thing with the nightingale I found when I was in like dark places you don't mind the underworld like you don't mind kind of dwelling in there and then just the dog is like yeah let's just stay here for a while this is great and the beaver is like we can work down here we're okay yes. and there's like no fun no creativity no joy like it's bloody miserable Um, and then you have to hit a really low point to think no fuck this this is not what life is about come on like yeah
0: it's hard okay. to pull yourselves out of those, but when we when we all have some little domino effects in our maps. Yeah. So where a few personas will get together and gang up on others and pull us down a black hole that we've been there, you know, a million times before. And and the point of this is if we can catch ourselves starting to go there, because the further we go down, the harder it is to climb out, isn't it, Ali?
1: It's brutal. And you can remember like significant things in your life that have you've done and you think, how did I stay there so long? Like, what yeah. the actual hell? I it's know. just so grim.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you have applied your map to looking at choices you made in your life earlier.
1: Oh, for sure. I think Oh, that's why I ended up there. I didn't value myself. I didn't speak up. You know, I didn't, like, just do what I wanted to do. And then you get the resentful dog, which actually does love kind of being a bit miserable as well at times when in child.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's so just not showing
0: cool. it. But not showing but No, it. I'll just clean. <laughs> I'll cook be anyone hungry <laughs> yeah. you'll be a good dog's body housekeeper
1: oh it's but when you said that i was like oh my god i do like yeah it's really really bad yeah and <laughs> not and- so much anymore but when i thought you think back i thought that's what i used to do there'd be some kind of conflict and then straight away I'd start cleaning or cooking or doing some sort of activity to serve yeah yeah not now though they can yes. all go get fucked <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You have to forgive us, everyone. <laughs> um, if you don't have parrot, you may be a little appalled. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The language. Parrots and ravens swear on principle, and uh, hot swans will as well. So there we go. Uh, we love to swear because it's just such a, a release. Describing things. It is, and it's a release as well. It is a release as well. Let's have a look at your number six you have sparrow Sparrow, who's actually terrified of death and terrified of being an orphan and can worry for their country at the olympics so tell me about your sparrow at home so the
1: sparrow i see because it is similar to the dog so you can't get you know the frazzled and you can be on the the loop thing but i think what i made me realize i didn't have it as high off is that i distinctly remember times in my life when i felt that absolute sparrow Heightened anxiety. Like I, I, was on the loop. I couldn't get off. It was absolutely ridiculous. It, it didn't match what was going on in my life. But I just blew it up to something enormous. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's why I, I don't did realize I didn't have it as much. Um, but, but I do love like the creativity, the joy. I love having it because I. So many people have it, and you can understand people a lot more. Then. Yes. Like yes. so that that's what I love about it, but it can like I look around my house and there's like colors. Even my friends said, "Ali, oh, it looks like a daycare center," and I'm like, "Yeah, I must have sparrow." Because <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I look around and I love the bright colors, the artwork, you yeah. know, the music, yeah, all that kind of thing, the dancing, the joy. But it is your acute feel. I think, if you're stressed. You can with the beaver and the dog, you can start the looping and the overthinking. And-
0: overthinking and over worrying and and it gets obsessive about something. What if what if That's worst something
1: case? Stupid. Scenario. Yeah. Like really something small. I remember moving out of a rental place like last time and like um that the TV had been screwed into the wall. And I was so concerned, and I mean overthought this to death that we wouldn't get the deposit back because we couldn't fix the holes in the wall, sure, that wasn't even the case. They were fixed we got the deposit back, but I spent like months worrying about that small thing, like because you don't want to face the big things that are not right in your life usually, can I yeah. just say.
0: <laughs> so that's how it's worked for you, that you would smoke, mm. uh, focus on little smaller things that really yeah. aren't the issue, no. thinking it's the issue, but it was avoiding a bigger issue underneath that felt maybe overwhelming?
1: Yeah, probably it was like fear, pure fear. Yeah, probably I would think yeah. of, of change or something like that yeah yes yeah or being yeah.
0: by yourself being alone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so then we yeah. focus on these other things which are distractors <laughs> excuse me and if it's not what it's about and we're focusing on the wrong thing then we can't sort of resolve the underlying thing can we no it's still there
1: driving this the silly yeah. fear that you have yeah. yeah going nowhere just going nowhere living around in the underworld
0: <laughs> totally totally So, yeah. Ali. This has been wonderful and it's gone so quickly. I love all the insights that you have brought today to this interview and to this discussion. Can you tell us a little bit about your vision for your life going forward now and maybe how it's changed as you now know who who you are?
1: Yeah. I think my vision for my life years ago would have been, you know, when I was 18, that I'll I'll be a nurse and I'll work in the hospital Um forever like I'll just work in this local hospital and I'll be married by 30 with the kids in the house and that's me done and now I don't want any of those things like I really don't so of course I have my I want my family I'm really grateful for that but I've given up on the kind of because the sparrow thing we didn't say is that um the Disney picture of like love ever after and all that other crap that we know now is not true so I think my life for me is I'm just going to lead my own life and develop my purpose as I'm going as well because I know I have a purpose in the work that I'm doing but I also think for like my beaver I need to just not have the certainty like I need to embrace the fact that it'll change it will evolve it new doors will open for me and I'll do different things and I feel a whole lot braver and more ready for it and excited about it I really do because I know I can do it now and I just don't have to live that small life that was like predetermined for me, but yes. I can just build my own bigger, colorful, sparrowy parrot life.
0: Yeah. That is so wonderful to hear. So what I'm what we're hearing here is that you've broke broken free of the shackles of personality and expectations yes. from yourself and others from childhood. And for now sure we're it. seeing the true soul. In, in these different ways. And they all merge together. They're not in compartments, our persona archetypes, but they all merge together. Does it feel like in this vision for life that every one of your personas has a part to play in going forward?
1: Oh, for sure. And I think especially since it got locked in, like when I made those changes, I was like, no, this is it. Like, this is definitely it. Because I know now with all of these, I have to bring in the missing line or else I'm not going to do it to the extent that I could. I would still keep myself small because of the dog yes. on, on top. Yeah. yeah so they all they're amazing I love them all
0: <laughs> and this is what we're aiming for when people it takes quite a long time everyone to find your map and get it accurate it, like it's to see yes, ourselves on this level it takes months sometimes years to get all of them exactly right and when they click in it's like a jigsaw puzzle comes in together this sense of knowing and coming home is really profound it's like oh, my God, this is me. And it's like you could feel your soul almost celebrating. It's like finally, for fuck's sake, finally, you know who you are. But that's the journey of life, to find out who you are not and gradually start to find out who you are so that you can then choose a life and construct a life as you are, Ali, that matches your soul psyche, that matches your true self. It's just wonderful to hear how much freer and more, more exciting and more real it feels, more authentic it feels for you
1: oh yeah and just the confidence that you can absolutely do it because you have identified the strengths that will get you there
0: you've got uh, evidence. yeah
1: and you know the roadblocks you can anticipate this will happen then so just prepare for that or you know yeah I know it's amazing honestly I never ever would have done you know where like I could never have seen myself where I am now for sure absolute certainty even in two years yeah it's amazing
0: <laughs> wonderful it's been an absolute joy enjoy your next chapter in your life, lifetime sounds wonderful you've done extraordinary work i um, am i'm really wishing you well thanks thank you, everyone thank we will see you next time thanks to everyone who has listened to our potluck personas if this has piqued your curiosity and you'd like to get an idea of your persona archetypes We have a wonderful free quiz and lots of free resources at katiedentodd.com. So go there, find out what you might have, and you can go as little or as far as you like to discover who are you really. Enjoy.